Hello and welcome to Watch What Crappens, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker and joining me today with hair that has got to be at least three feet high, it's Mr. Ronnie Karam in a $10,000 hairpiece. Hi, Ronnie. How are you? <laughs> it sure is. I've got Danny DeVito squatting on top of my head covered in a bush of hair. <laughs> Thinks he's being tricky. Your wedding look is amazing today, I have to say. It's just all the internet can talk about. Thank you, Benedict. <laughs> I would like to thank my chosen family for being here at my wedding scissors. It was Teresa <laughs> Judice's wedding, and wow, um, it's even tackier than you thought. Yeah, I think this has been it's the... tackier than a bowling alley at Midnight Bowl, okay? It's tacky. <laughs> It is. This is like I think the the Bravo. I think this has been the Bravo biggest Bravo social social media moment since Andy Cohen's uh, wedding shower. I mean, not baby shower. Okay, this is. It's just been huge. We're gonna be talking about it tonight in depth on Take a Seat. That's on Spotify Live. It's gonna be at seven o'clock on the West Coast, ten o'clock on the East Coast. We're gonna talk about that hair. We're gonna talk about all the crazy gossip that is surrounding the whole thing. We're going to talk, we're going to just break it all down um, as well as some other things. And so uh, come join us. It's, we're going to talk about it. You guys can weigh in about it. You guys can weigh in with your theories. You can weigh in with uh, team, team tree, team, Melissa, team wallpaper, whichever team you want to be on weigh in on it. Um, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight on Take a Seat. I think this is going to be one that no one's going to want to miss. So again, that's on Spotify Live. It's on 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 7 o'clock on the West Coast. It's free. Um, if you have a Spotify account, it's even easier. So definitely come join us for that one. It's going to be a good one. Yes, but today we're here for Real Housewives oh. of Atlanta. Wait, wait. I want to make one more. want to say one more thing before we start Atlanta. This is something that surprised us, but it's true. In one week from today, Winter is Crappening is back, okay? The new House of the Dragon actually starts in two weeks, but next week, we are going to be doing a trailer breakdown of House of the Dragon to get ourselves excited and ready for the new Game of Thrones prequel. So, if you are a Game of Thrones-loving person, or you're in a Game of Thrones-loving household, or you just know people who love Game of Thrones, everyone get ready. Winter is Crappening. The episodes are going to drop here in the Crappens feed, but there's also a Winter is Crappening podcast feed that like is its own thing. Same content, but it all depends on how you want your content delivered to you or how your friends or loved ones want it. So just putting that out there, it's coming back next week. It is, and you can tell it's coming back and that Bravo supports it because Drew is wearing a House of the Dragon wig today. So, I mean, yes. here we are. It turns out the first marriage in this show is going to be terrible. Okay, it's a sign. <laughs> because in the previouslys, it's all Drew and Ralph, pretty much. Uh -huh. Like, previously on Real Housewives of Atlanta. And it's Ralph and Drew. Wow, what a <laughs> shitty marriage. You know... It's shitty when you watch it week to week, but it's so much shittier when they just clip it all together like this. Yeah, Thanks. truly. And like, it was funny. I noticed that too. I was like, wow, a lot of Ralph and Drew in the previously is because we sort of got away from them in the mid season. You know, in the beginning of the season, there's a lot of them and they're like blatant pyramid scheme. And then we got away from them. So we sort of forgotten about it. But now it's like, oh, yeah, these two, these, these two crooks. <laughs> and they're back. <laughs> Yes, and they showed like 20 years of clips. It was weird. It's like, you know, 2010 or whatever, well, which is 12 years. Okay, My, I don't math. I don't yeah. math too good. But uh, it seemed like they were showing shit from 2010. These people, It's only their second year on the show. Like, that's <laughs> how many different varied clips they have of your marriage sucking. I know. I was surprised they didn't bring in Profit Lot. I mean, they seem like they're just getting everything in there, you know? So, um, <laughs> yeah, so we know it's going to be like a good, like, Drew and Ralph episode. 
And uh, we open up with like, oh, the, what people are doing around town. So Todd's with Candy and Todd's like, you know, I'm an old man now. And Candy's like, well, just because you stopped drinking doesn't mean you're an old man. And he's like, I'm an old man now. I'm like, great. Todd bringing the exciting content every single week. <laughs> wow. Todd's decided to be even more boring. Congratulations. <laughs> um, now, I'm not buying this whole Todd just wants to cleanse bullshit. Nobody stops drinking because they've decided they want to have a cleanse. And I already know you guys are out there arguing about to send me a tweet saying, I did. I did just a cleanse. <laughs> That's some bullshit. You got caught with your dick in something. And we all know it. Okay. Stop your bullshit. You ran over a cat outside and couldn't remember if it was a cat or a trash can lid. We all know you did some shit to quit drinking, so stop. Todd making this his whole storyline like, I'm just going to say no because I just want to cleanse. You're not cleansing. You're not even taking a shower. You haven't even shaved. I'll tell you what he got his dick caught in. A docu-sign. Okay, he got drunk and signed <laughs> signed the... the the, the the deed for that Jersey condo and Candy's like you're stopping drinking because now we own some place in Hoboken. <laughs> oh, by the way, um, just a little update on Candy in real life. <laughs> just got off the phone with her. <laughs> um, Candy was talking in the last episode about producing another Broadway show, and uh, she is she is producing an August Wilson play. Oh, you go, Candy. Great for a revival Fantastic. of the piano. Yeah. So oh, you go, Candy. Fancy. Yeah, yeah fancy. good for her. I love, love that. that. Um, also, it's August, and also my birthday is in August. Yeah, also, and also, I've got a tennis really ball like over here. I really like the character on Home Improvement named Wilson. Yeah, and I've so. got a tennis ball over here that says Wilson on it. <laughs> I love the brand. I love the brand Wilson, and it's August. You know what's actually funny? When I went to college, August Wilson was like a professor in residence for like a semester, and I used to always see him walking around. He'd just be like walking and smoking a cigarette, and he looked like, "What am I doing here?" <laughs> he was like, "Why did I come here?" <laughs> that was my brush with with literary uh, history. I love your I love your star stories. They're my favorite. They're my yeah. favorite of anyone's star stories because your star stories are like I saw them one time. You know what? I saw Eminem in an elevator. Actually, that's one of I my star see- stories that competed with your star stories. Like one Most- time, I saw Jamie Lee Traffic in. I just saw Jamie Lee Curtis in traffic. <laughs> Most of my star stories have no arc. Like the August Wilson one. The Jamie Lee, the Jamie Lee Curtis one actually had an arc because she actually actively, you know, shut sort of visually shut us down. But the August okay. Wilson one didn't. But okay, I, I the just one always... where you saw Cynthia on an escalator then. Okay, I'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, that one had instead. less arc. Although ironically, <laughs> it was sort of traveling in an arc on the escalator. Um, uh, but it was, okay. I do always remember the disdain in August. Was it a circular el- escalator? <laughs> no, but you know, Beverly Center, I'm imagining always the warped. arced escalator. <laughs> it's just, you know, everything, everything always feels kind of like <laughs> arced and the Beverly, everything's like warped and strange in there. You know what I say every time I go to the Beverly Center? There's no white meat chicken, no bartender, <laughs> and a broken photo booth. Every single time. It is. It is kind of like the Beverly Center for people coming to L.A. who are looking for places to shop. The Beverly Center is like a Sonya. It's like the Sonya party of malls of L.A. Basically. It's, it's always too bright. You're like, yeah. why am I here? Why Why isn't it? Why isn't this made photo booth working? It's like missing the mark. Yeah. Okay. So Sheree uh, is having a Shiba Sheree meeting. Mm-hmm. With um, two of her people. One is a Muslim lady. And Sheree's like, I need models with nice titties. And she's like, "Uh, I'm conservative, but I still get you. I still know what nice titties are. Well, look for that, (laughs) ma'am. Yes. Sheree's like, she by Sheree is definitely not conservative. She's like, have I showed you my son's dick print? I want that also. Front and center. So then um, we go to uh, Marlo. Uh, she's like with her assistants and she's talking about how like when she gets back from this trip to Jamaica, her nephews are going to be back in the house. It's going to all be great. I'm sure they're going to love that while they're stuck in that two bedroom home while auntie is off in the Caribbean having a wonderful time. I know. Second trip in two weeks. <laughs> I so know. <laughs> Kenya is packing and uh, she's like, tiger, cheetah, alligator print. Um, it's definitely an animal theme for this trip. I'm going to give Sonya a run for her money. Literally. What does that mean? Are you going to become the cheetah and the alligator when you put these things on and just chase people around? And also, if there's anyone that you are going to literally give a run for their money, it's it's literally not Sonya, who has 
five gold medals and world records in running for money. Yeah. We don't need you giving running puns when Sonia's already here, okay? She's got yeah. that covered. Can't wait to hear more about Sonia's medals coming up soon. Coming up after this commercial break. Sponsored by Argus Wilson. So, um, Kenya is now... That's a running joke. Get it? Yeah. Ah, <laughs> somewhere the ghost of August Wilson's ghost is like, please stop invoking me on your podcast. <laughs> so, um, uh, so then, uh, Kenya starts FaceTiming with Drew, which is always hilarious to me because they like their friendship, like their friendship is so fake to me. I mean, like Kenya's basically just recruiting Drew as a number for whatever war she's about to go in on. Very, very Game of Thrones. I mean, Winter's Crappening has been happening all this time, right? So Drew, uh, no, Kenya would have had her head on the stick years ago. They're like, look, it's going to be the lead. It's going to be the lead, and impaled, impaled, <laughs> beheaded, and impaled. Well, that was Nini. Nini was Ned Stark. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll go right. with that. No, I mean, spoiler. So Ned Stark, best gifts on the internet. (laughs) 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 The infamous Ned Stark bloop. Uh, Just what was the Red Wedding, though? Or when Ned Stark is turning his head and you just see his hand waving behind his head. Like, do not talk to me. (laughs) (laughs) Ned Stark is like, I said what I said. Is this a white refrigerator in your home? <laughs> okay. So they're FaceTiming, and um, Drew's got crazy stuff on her eyes because she's getting her eyelashes filled. And um, they're talking about packing and stuff. And Drew's like, well, I think I'm going to wear braids because there's all these rules. I mean, she said we can't have glue in our hair. And she told us all of these things. And Ken is like, yeah, I'll do whatever I want. I'm not taking her seriously. Yeah. Kenya's really become a student of uh, Richard Marks. I'll do whatever I want, whenever <laughs> I want, with no expectations. <laughs> <laughs> so Kenya, um, she's like, here are my rules for hosting a proper, not bootleg party. No cheap decorations, serve delicious food, and your food should not taste like ashy feet. And if all else fails, leave it to moi. <laughs> <laughs> so she's not loving all these rules from Sonya and um, I don't blame her because Sonya's ridiculous especially her whole you have to bring someone bullshit (laughs) and so Kenya's like yeah well I was gonna bring my cousin but she's not feeling very well so I might just come solo anyway yeah so we all um, know that Kenya just doesn't want to pay somebody to be her friend on this trip because Kenya has a lot of friend ploys a lot of the housewives right now do actually it's usually it used to just be like who did we used to say friend ploy to all the time um yeah Erica and uh, before her Camille had a bunch of friend ploys she did remember when she was like here's my friend Didi yeah um but now a lot of i mean marlo makes me sad that marlo actually brings her florist (laughs) come on you know who you should bring your sister who's taking care of six fucking kids okay (laughs) if you can pass them off once you can pass them off twice have her have her get a babysitter and give her a vacation or ted turner i think ted turner would have a great time on this vacation (laughs) So, Damn it, the one week Jane Fonda just happens to be in Jamaica. <laughs> um, yeah, it's funny because if you tell Kenya that you can't bring anyone, she brings someone. If you tell her that you can bring someone, then she throws a protest and says she doesn't want to bring anyone. So maybe tell her she could bring like half a person and see what happens. It'll be like King everybody, Simon. if you're going to come on this trip, I need your wigs glued to your head and I don't want you bringing anybody. <laughs> So, um, uh, so anyway, Kenya's wondering if Drew and Sonya are in a good place. And Drew's like, I don't have an issue. I mean, I've done nothing to Sonya. I mean, shit is what it is. And you can't make everyone happy. And I can't help it if I trigger them. Yeah. Um, so then Kenya dances around doing like a Jamaican accent as much as she can and laughing at herself. Kenya's really struggling this year to be like the happy-go-lucky Kenya, who's like always in a good mood. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly working. I mean, I'm liking her. I'm still liking Kenya this season, which is weird, and that's why I'm analyzing it so much. Yeah. Like, what's happening? I don't really trust it, but it's there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so, uh, so now we go to Sonia and Ross's house, um, and they're like working out with their friend Tyrell from college. And, but Tyrell's also married to Sonia's sister. It's one of those, it's, it's very like Manzo-esque. And so, um, they are, they love, God, they just, they love fitness. This group of people, they love fitness. They, and they're like, and I love Sonia goes, Tyrell is the perfect person to get us back into shape. I'm like, Sonia, you have a 14 pack of abs. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, she's, and they're like really defined abs. Yeah. You know, they're like little logs under there. I'm like, what yeah. the hell? You look like a whole row of logs. Like, you look, those are Frogger. amazing. It's like a frogger, frogger screen. Like, there should be a little frog jumping from ab to ab to ab to get to the other side. Yeah, she's very, very much. <laughs> what was that? Oh, never mind. I don't want to get into Frogger. So <laughs> too much trauma. Too much. Yeah, don't take me back to Frogger. My brain will sort out. So um, let's see. They really love working out. This is a very long workout scene. Yeah. Um, doesn't end. Here's my suggestion. Please stop working out in front of your blinds. Okay. I don't need three rows of your fucking blinds. They were bugging me the whole time. I don't know why. I'm like, that's where a little breakfast table goes. And that's where you're doing crunches. Okay. That's why the blinds are angled like that to put a breakfast nook. Okay. And here you are just fucking doing, oh, you're going to do some crunches now. Oh, great. Oh, do your kids want to work out? Oh, great. Look, little kids are working out now. Sonia, I'm trying not to fast forward your scenes, but you're killing me. I mean, you want to talk about triggered this whole scene? Like, well, let's work. Let's do push-ups. Let's do pull-ups now. Hey, let's do crunches. Look, even kids can do them. You know what I call blinds? Uh, window abs. That's what I call them. So um, she... <laughs> it doesn't matter if they're vertical or horizontal. They're just window abs, okay? Because those, <laughs> those windows are much more defined. So, if they're horizontal, you've got a problem. If you have horizontal blind... No, if you have vertical blind abs, you've got a problem. <laughs> well, it just means that you're lying on your side. The window's on its side. It's it's face. The oh. window's face is on its side. It's it's just. <laughs> anyway, so um, did you like that work? That mental workaround? I was ready for it like that. I was like, no, no. The I'm analogy, traumatized. The metaphor. I'm traumatized by my own vision of like hor- or uh, vertical blind abs. I'm like, oh, why, <laughs> mommy makeover immediately. So Sonia says that she says that Jamaica is going to be the perfect place for the for the girl to relax. She goes, I don't smoke weed. But hopefully some of these girls do, because this will be just too much with the drama. I'm like, you just said last week they can't smoke weed. What are you talking about? <laughs> Was I the one paying attention to the rules? <laughs> I think they just can't bring it with them or try and take it home or something. Mm. So, um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So she's saying. Yeah, I don't care. Who cares? Nah. Okay, so yeah. Ralph, I was looking through those notes and realized how much I don't care. I'm still traumatized by vertical blind abs. So <laughs> let's go to Ralph and Drew and their terrible marriage. So he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make the air conditioning colder because wow, it's a million degrees. And she's like, No, it's not. It's too cold. Oh my god, I'm already sick of you guys. It's like two <laughs> lines into this episode. Yeah, they're very rehearsed, like wedding, like or or like good marriage banter. And he's like, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want your hair to lift." So, um, they're talking about like hair, and he's like, "They're talking about the wig and everything." He's like, "Where does your wig? Where's your blonde hair even come from? Where does it come from? Is it come from Asia, Africa?" <laughs> oh, I just, I just coughed in Ralph voice. <laughs> so Drew has this big blonde wig on. Now I get it, you know, wig wigs, yay, but. <laughs> The lace front, did you get, did you glue that on with like a brown sharpie? Like what she outlines the whole front, that's a bad wig. Is what well, I'm that's saying. what Ralph was it's saying. Bad. He was like, my God. He was like, I need to put the AC on because I don't want your wig to oh. lift. So, and then they showed it wow. like lifting. So, helper, Lord, helper. <laughs> it seems to be the ones who pray the most have hair like that. Like if you really prayed that much and somebody was listening to you, they would have told you, you know? I mean, I'd like to hear that back like lord please help me fix Maybe. your hair <laughs> fix your look i'm burning a bush right now <laughs> that's a sign fix <laughs> your hair so um drew uh she's like she's like talk it's weird when the scene opens up looks it sounds like she's being supportive of ralph but 
we should always remember that the moment that Drew sounds like she's being supportive of Ralph, she's doing the exact opposite. So she's saying how, like, in Jamaica, Ralph's going to get an opportunity to talk about his book. So you think, like, oh, cool, she's totally down for this book. But she's not at all because Ralph still has not told her a single thing that's in the book, even though it's about her and her child. He hasn't written anything. You know he has too. not written anything. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So he's like, yeah, we can talk about Josiah more, you know, once we get there. And she's like, well, you know, he spoke to the biological father and he didn't like the idea. So he's decided not to adopt my son. And Ralph's like, listen, it's it's just a piece of paper. It's just a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. Well, this biological father who, what, repeatedly does not show up for the son. But now all of a sudden the biological father's feelings matter more than Josiah's feelings. Great. Love this. Can't wait to read about that chapter in the book. Yeah. So he's like, I'll always be here. And Drew's like, I just need to process this information. You've processed it. You've processed it. You've married the guy. He's raising your son as his own. Like, (laughs) what is this? What is this scene? So she's she needs to process, and he's like, well, just follow my lead. L- listen, we just need to make sure my publisher is good. Oh, mm-hmm. ding dong, there she is. So he's invited his publisher over, and he's like, you know, I'm doing this because I really need to introduce the publisher to Drew the right way. <laughs> yeah, this was... Because I don't want her to freak out. I mean, are you fostering the publisher? I'm like, are you introducing, do you need to put the publisher in a bowl of water and, like, drop her in the <laughs> house so she say. can acclimate? Like, what the fuck, dude? I know. Do you need to have, like, separate, like, two cats in different rooms? Like, I thought it was so condescending. Well, she needs to meet the publisher the right way because, you know, women, they're so irrational. If they don't know things the right way, they're going to lose their mind. I'm like, the publisher is a publisher. I think, like... You know, it's far be it for me to come to Drew's defense on many things, but I think Drew would be okay if you said, oh, I'm calling my publisher. It's your assistant giving you massages. That was the (laughs) issue, sir. It wasn't that Drew was hardwired to be some jealous maniac. Yes. So, um... They, she comes, and Drew brings in coffee. He's like, welcome to Pittman Palace! <laughs> Still trying to make that one happen. So trying she really brings hard. in some t- coffee or tea or whatever, and she's like, well, I'm so excited to even be in on this process, because I don't, I didn't know about the book initially, and this being about my son, that makes it really hard, because I tried as a single mom to, um, you know, not make mistakes, so to hear all the mistakes that we made in one book that's gonna hit me like a ton of bricks really really is (laughs) yeah and ralph goes ralph is like well i know sometimes it can get a little sensitive talking about josiah and uh it's bigger than us it's bigger than you and i right now what this is i'm like no it's it's about josiah actually it's pretty specific and so um drew's like well 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 what will people learn from us and from our uh misalignment so of course Ralph does not have any answer from that. So he just tries to punt it off to the publisher. He's like, uh, do you want to answer that? Or should I do that? So this woman, I believe her name is Audrey, although spelled A-R-D-R-E, uh, says, well, as much as it's about blended families, it's really dedicated to fathers. It's a lot of it is lessons learned, things people can do. So I love this idea of a book about co-parenting that completely cuts out the the, <laughs> the wife from the book. <laughs> Well, also, she mentioned that she made mistakes as a single parent and doesn't want people reading about those mistakes. But why would those mistakes be in a book that Ralph is writing? I was just confused. By well, the that's because there's an inherent mistake uh, marrying Ralph. So, you know, <laughs> uh, do not throw parties on top of the tailor shop. She won't appreciate it. Am I right, guys? Am I right? <laughs> So, um, yeah, so she's, like, really pissed that she's been... Well, it's interesting with Drew because I can't tell if she's pissed that he is not inviting her into the creative process or if she's pissed because he's doing something and she doesn't, like, and she's not going to get, like, credit for it as well, which is almost the same thing, but there's, like, a subtle difference. I don't know. Doesn't but, matter. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really care. I think it's all bullshit personally but um the lady's like okay so let's talk about the cover okay so here's what we've decided 
he's going to be on the cover. <laughs> but on the back, on the back of the cover should be a picture of the family. And she goes, oh, my God, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And Ralph was like, and you know what? At this time, I would be honored if you would write the forward. She's like, oh, the forward. Okay. Well, I'm okay. Well, I'm not going to lie. Um, I just need to get more behind this. Isn't that funny? You want me to write the forward, but I'm not behind it. Get it? There's spatial <laughs> jokes there. But I just, I can't really write it because I haven't read it yet. So mm, I don't know. Yeah. I need to get behind the project that I'm on the back of the cover of. Okay, so that's going to take a little time. <laughs> hey, hey, fellas. So you're a stepdad now. This is for all the gentlemen. How do you deal with a, when, with a child and a wife, huh? You put them on the back cover. Look, when they say you can read this book from, from cover to cover, you literally can. It's just a cover, and it tells you everything you need to do. You're in the front. She's in the back. Done. Okay, so here's where I completely lose faith in this lady who's the publisher. Well, I lost well, faith she... when I found out she was publishing Ralph's book. Yeah, obviously. I was about to say, right there. <laughs> but this, and then, you know, I lost a little more when she was like, well, this is f about parenting. She knew that, okay? But now's where I completely lose faith. She goes, okay, guys, teamwork makes the dream work. Okay, just get the fuck out of here. What is, <laughs> are you going to have a hang in there poster? I know. You know, like as your first chapter, get the fuck out of here. We don't need you. Yeah. I agree. Look, there's nothing wrong with a book like written by like a stepdad that's being like, hey, I'm a stepdad. This is what I went through, too. But like the whole thing about like saying like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to write a book about co-parenting, but it's only going to be about me. And I'm not going to involve my wife at all during this book is hilariously Ralph. It is. But maybe he means co-parenting with the bio dad. He's like, just maybe. keep the bio dad happy, guys. That's mm -hmm. all you need. Yeah. So then she, the lady hands him over some fancy passport covers, which I also thought was kind of a weird thing to be getting from your new book publisher. But I mean, yeah. what do I know? I, it, that's Just like... in case you, I've read the first uh, chapter that was scrawled on the back of an Amex bill. Um, you might need these sooner than later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um She's very cover forward. She's like, I am here just to discuss covers and to give you covers. And that's really all I can do. I put on my best cover girl to <laughs> come here and discuss it. this. <laughs> I'm saying my name is Audrey, but that's just my cover. My real I, name is Gina. So. I, I only listen to covers. I have not heard an original <laughs> song in many years. Did somebody turn down the AC? I need some covers. Somebody... <laughs> so um, so now, okay, now it's time to leave on this trip. So it's 530 in the morning. Sprinter vans are arriving. Uh, Asanya and Ross get into a sprinter van and they're driving across town to pick up, I think, uh, to Marlowe. But Ross has forgotten his passport, so he has to get out. So it's like some mild drama because Sonya had timed this perfectly and like, will this all work out? Will the timing be okay? And someone, I'm so sorry, uh, one of our fellow Bravo content creator types uh, on Instagram posted this whole a map of Atlanta showing where all the <laughs> women live and just showing how far away everyone is. That's funny. And Sonia is really far away. So I don't know how far along she was to get to Marlo's house, but I have to imagine that like, you know, that's a long way to go back to the home and then go back to the airport for us. Just want to yeah, let everyone okay. know. Yeah. Well, I know that I'm in a grumpy mood today. I hurt my back. Okay, I'm not asking for pity, just understanding. Because I know I'm super bitchy today. It's okay. But that's I have to say, Sonia, you know, listen, I finally realized what's bugging me about Sonia, too. You know, that's what happens. You hurt yourself, and then you're like, you know what? I've realized why I don't like you anymore. Hmm. Um, which is beginning to be a spiral, I guess, in this recap. But I finally figured it out. Sonia is one of those, woo! people and i hate woo people i hate them they make me fucking crazy when you go into the store and that person's just like you know they're manically depressed but they're just trying to make you yeah. feel like they're happy because they're customer service so they're like hi how are you like a lisa renna type yeah 
That's what Sonya does in every single scene. At the party of Sheree, the, at the birthday party for Sheree, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, dancing around. Okay, well, that's a birthday party. But now it's 5.30 in the morning. Could you mm. not come in the fucking room like, it's 5.30 in the morning, yeah, we're going to go on a plane. Like, shut up. And she does it the rest of the episode. Every room she walks into, she does that. Yeah. Thank you. Well, you know, the other thing is that, well, you know, well, I'll tell you, I actually really enjoy Sonya. I don't have this issue with her, but I I respect your issue with her because I think it totally makes sense. And so it probably will become my issue soon enough. But I have to imagine that since she is like a world-class athlete, she probably wakes up at like 4.30 or 5 anyway and like runs hills and does ab machines and things like that so like she's used to being up early so for me the the, the flip side of that is that at like 8 30 or 9 she's also the one that goes guys i'm sorry i'm turning into a pumpkin i gotta go upstairs go to bed and you're like but we're on vacation sonia but you're like she's the one who wakes up early at four and is woohooing but then when everyone else wants to woohoo she's a pumpkin <laughs> yeah because you know i hate that when people Wee. say i'm turning into a pumpkin yeah <laughs> So, uh, Sonia picks up Marlo, and um, she has brought her florist, Adrian, <laughs> as her plus one, her friend, Floyd. And yeah. she's like, I, I did it because I want fresh flowers in my room. How can I go wrong? It's better than bringing some D-I-C-K. I was like, okay, well. Um, <laughs> is it? Is it? I don't know. But um, I, I love when Marlo's like, I don't curse. Okay. I'm glad you spelled that one out, Marlo. <laughs> so then uh, Kenya is in the car with Sheree and um, talking about how, oh, well, I just got ditched the last minute. Guess I'll have to come alone. And Sheree is bringing her friend Michelle. Yeah. I'm like, Michelle seems great. Where's Fatum? Okay. <laughs> Where's Fatum? I think Fatum got fired. Probably. Because she went through Drew's purse or something. Oh, did she? <laughs> I, I just... Yeah. I assumed Fatum got fired because she was so nutty, and I can imagine that some of the women made some sort of ultimatum about her. I could just imagine a soap dish moment of, like, it's her or me, David. (laughs) David? Um, Oh, I have a really, I have something urgent to talk about. Please. Will Ross make it to the airport? (sighs) Willie, will Ross make it? Okay, back to the show. He made it. Ross made it. He (laughs) made it. Wow. Who would have thought he made it? So he made it. So yeah, they, go so to, they uh, get to, to the up. airport and Sony goes, Whoa, we're at the airport. Yeah, it's the airport. And then they <laughs> get to the airplane. She's like, yeah, we're on the airplane. Yeah, the airplane. And then they get to Jamaica. And she's like, oh my God, we're officially here. Bop, 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 bop. <laughs> she's really um, narrating her geographical locations. <laughs> Loudly. Very loudly narrated. She's doing like the, the the Margaret Josephs. It's like, okay, well, now we're on an airplane. So here we are on an airplane. So um, uh, they get to Jamaica. I was also impressed that Jamaica just put them in a proper bus. Like, there's no, 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 no sprinter van. This is out of control. We're giving you a full-on bus to get to the resorts. They take their tour bus. Uh, and they uh, they get there and so, oh they're going and Sonia's trying to shade Kenya. She's like, well, most of us have a guest. Where's yours, Miss Moore? And she's like, <laughs> my guest got sick. So Sonia is tells us like, oh, okay, well, first you were sick, then your guest was sick. I don't know if you ever even had a plus one. I don't know. I'm like, you do know that we're still in the part of a global pandemic and people are like. People are getting sick. And some people are alone on purpose. Okay. Yeah. So get the fuck over it, lady. So she's like, let's meet everybody's plus ones. Yes, plus ones. Let's meet them. So we meet um, Michelle and we meet Candy's plus one, who's Todd, the guy who spends all our money. It's Todd. He's here. (laughs) I'm here. And then uh, you have uh, Adrian. Marlo's like, this is my guest, Adrian. He's my florist, and he's a good friend, and he's just amazing. And Todd's like, are you all platomic, potomic, popomic, pomomic, pomona, poloma, poloma, platonic, Todd. (laughs) Platonic? And Candy points out that Marlo is always wanting to talk about someone else's relationship, but never brings a man. And I'd like to say to you, ma'am, 
I can still talk about your relationship and I never bring a man. So I'm going to yeah. stand for Marlo on that one. Yeah, just go in on her florist. I mean, like, like just go in on someone. You can do it too. <laughs> you know? And uh, she's like, yeah, she doesn't want us to see her sponsor and laughs. And then uh, Moneta has brought her husband, Heath. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. So then they get to the hotel and um, Sonia's like, we made it. Oh, yeah, I guess I was. <laughs> <laughs> she does. That is exactly how she walks in. It's like, it's the hotel now. Here we are. Well, she... You have drinks for us. You've got drinks in the hotel. Bop, 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 bop. Well, she does camp counselor. She does the camp counselor. She does like the Anne Burrell camp counselor thing, which is as they pull up to the resort, she goes, we made it. Everyone's like, yay. She goes, no, 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 no. We can't start like that. Let's do this again. We made it. Everyone's like, bop, 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 <laughs> Oh, also, she, she warned them. She says, listen, on this trip, I'm going to get more and more Jamaican. Um, I usually come here four or five times a year, and I always become more Jamaican when I'm on the trip. And Ross is like, yeah, but we're used to having to have five cops around us every time. She's like, yeah, but that was when I would compete. I used to just give the medal to my dad because I don't even care about being famous like that, which is why I make sure that everyone knows every time I walk into a room, instead of showing off my medals, I go, look, I'm in a room. I'm walking into a room. (laughs) (sighs) Um, So anyway, I just got distracted because someone just texted me that Olivia Newton-John just died. Isn't that crazy? What a day. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for that one. Thanks for dropping that one, Ben. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Fucking A. Well, it's distracting. I had to be transparent with the audience of why I Put got totally distracted. Put your phone down and I, talk no, about I can't. It, appeared, it appeared on my it appeared on my laptop. It was like a big thing. It was like, can you believe that Olivia Newton John just died? I was like, what? What? It's sad. Anyway, hey, I'm hopelessly devoted to you. Hey, <laughs> sad. Anyway, so the women are now um, they're arriving at this hotel, and it's like the normal thing, you know, where it's like, oh, you guys have rooms, you have gift bags, and she says, she's like, oh, since Kenya's uh, birthday is coming up, I did something nice for her. I set up rose petals around the room to celebrate. I'm like, what? What sort of like birthday thing is like? Put like some champagne or a, a brownie in there. Sonia like, has some shit going on. I'm telling you, she hates single people. Like, who does that to somebody? It's like, wow, Kenya's alone. So I made her the most romantic Valentine's Day <laughs> gesture ever. Who does that? Like, happy birthday! And now go masturbate. Like, what was like? I didn't understand. I thought it was gonna be a fight. I thought Kenya was gonna be like, she's doing this to make fun of the fact that I'm single. And I thought it was gonna be a whole thing. It seemed pretty fucked up to me. I was fighting with her in my living room. Yeah. If that counts for anything. So um, the lady who works there, you know, they're grand- they're greeted by drinks and dancers and all this stuff. And the lady's like, we got all of your requests, Sonia. And we noted a request to have amenities set up. And she's like, oh, yeah, I sent personal gift baskets to people. And did that thing for Kenya. And we got Bob Marley. Okay, I'm going to stop yelling because even I'm going crazy. Bob Marley drink. So Todd's like, "Uh, Bob Marley drink? Oh, no. Oh, my God. No, I'll resist it. I was just kidding. It's not that hard. Because before I stopped drinking, I probably drank hmm, three to four times a week. So I thought it was time for a detox. So now I'm going to cleanse myself. And when I'm ready to get back to drinking and Candy takes the GPS off of my car to find out (laughs) if I'm going to a strip club and weaving all over the road with the inside camera on my car, (laughs) then maybe I'll start drinking again. That was Todd's redemption song. Get it! Get it! (laughs) No Ronnie, no cry. So... (laughs) So, um, everyone uh, goes to their rooms. And uh, they're on, like, uh, golf carts. And uh, fortunately, we are spared the standard Real Housewives golf cart montage, which is, let's race! And you see golf carts just driving recklessly through some place where they shouldn't be driving recklessly. But in this case, they're driving along, and Kenya sees uh, a guy who has, you know, like a heartbeat. So she's like, hey, he's cute. So they like do a tur- they do like a U-turn, so that way she can go talk to him and like 
flirt. Yeah. And Sonia takes over. She's like, we noticed you looking, so we wanted to see you. You were looking at us, right? He's like, yes, I was. I was looking at you. She's like, oh, my God, he's English. <laughs> so she's asking him, like, are you by yourself? And he said, well, my brother's here. And she's like, that's not what I mean. <laughs> so they're going to hook him up with Kenya. And they invite him to dinner tonight. And Kenya's like, listen, I'm not trying to get my groove back. I'm just trying to get back in the groove. Everyone knows you can't go full groove. I'm going half groove. Commercials. Here comes one right now. And meanwhile, the other golf carts have like stopped and they're waiting for Kenya and Sonia's golf cart to come back. And Candy is getting hungry and hangry. She's like, I'm hungry. She's like, I need, she's, she's like, I don't know what, like, why, why, why do we have to stop? Okay. She's like, I'm going to need a second to breathe in my room. I am so hungry, angry right now. Yeah. Um, so let's see. Marlo sees this and she's like, oh, she approached him, right? Exactly. He did not approach her. Well, yeah. that would have been weird. Scott chasing down a golf court, <laughs> a golf cart. Yeah. Please, please have dinner with me. Can I come to your dinner? So um, they all are in Sonia's big suite and everything. And um, Drew, Drew likes the room. She likes the accommodation. She feels like Sonia has has uh, definitely it's a step up from her sad little house party. She says, which is just funny that I just feel like Drew is just not in a position to say those things, given the amount of very sad things that she has put out. But um, uh, they all they're just it's nice and. It's like a night. It's the standard, like, look at the cool suite at the hotel that the Real Housewives got. And um, Sheree is doing the Sheree thing where she's just looking at all the bathrooms. She's like, mm-hmm. is this a half bath? Is this a half bath <laughs> right baseboards? here? Baseboards? Baseboards? You got baseboards? <laughs> and Marla's like, yes, she has to poop. <laughs> she's like, she's like, no, I only have to pee. But also, by the way, my poo don't stink. Okay? My poo doesn't stink. And uh, then she's like, she's like, I know that after all that burping Marla does. I know she's not talking. And I said what I said. My shit doesn't sink. Period. And Sonia says, oh, to us. She's like, oh, right. Your shit doesn't stink. Like, um, we're going to have that collection in spring, summer, September. Right. Right, Sheree. Okay. You know what? Who are you to make that joke? You don't You don't get to hound her like that. Okay, wooer. Back Who off, wooer. Who are you to make Ooh. that joke? The Shreza, hell do you think you are? Shreza also setting herself up for like that classic joke that uh, I heard Bette Midler once say on a talk show where the guy was like, so I was playing tennis all day. Everywhere I went, I just had all this flatulence. So just I would play tennis and there was flatulence. And I went to the dinner and there was flatulence. And I was making love to my wife and there was flatulence. And thank God, it was all quiet. So I went to the doctor and I said, doctor, I've been having all this flatulence and, you know, if it hadn't been quiet, I would have been mortified. And the doctor said, okay, the first thing we're going to check is your ears. And I think that could be applied to Sheree with her nose, you know, get it? You can just move the concepts over a little bit. (laughs) 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 Bette Midler did tell that joke. I just want to say, that's Bette Midler's fault. (laughs) <laughs> wow, blaming Bet on a day like today. Who day. are you? Thankfully, <laughs> Bet is still alive. Okay, she is still with us. Yes, please don't drop that news on me like that in the middle of a recap. If Bet Midler dies, please just put put a note in your little mental notebook right now to not do that to me. You do that to me all the time. You're like, so and so's dead, and then I get in trouble for not crying about it. Okay? <laughs> just because, honestly, every time. It's just so funny how agitated you get at me every time I do make a death announcement in the middle of the podcast. Well, I hate it. It's like we're trying to have a good time, and then you're like, someone's dead. Someone very, very important is now dead. Like, well, have fun mopping up that mess. <laughs> I'm just playing with you. No, I, I love your morbid ass. <laughs> I just so- feel like people want to – people are thinking to themselves – where were Ben and Ronnie when they found out that Olivia Newton John died? We're here. <laughs> we're being transparent with the audience. Like this is our lives. Where were you when you where were you when you heard us find out that Olivia Newton John died? Yeah. Um, so let's see. So Sonya is kind of, you know, doing the doing the I'm in charge of everything season. And she's like, okay, here's your keys, and maybe now you'll realize it pays to be nice to the host. And she says that as she hands her key over to Drew. And Drew's like, Oh my god, am I getting a bad room? Oh my god, just now I'm gonna get a bad room. Yeah. 
But um, uh, so then uh, uh, basically everyone goes to their rooms, though, and their rooms are nice. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're actually all nice rooms, etc. So and this poor sucker, John, is already texting Kenya. He's like, hello, shall I pick you up for Din Din? About six, six thirty. Sounds wonderful. <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, he's working real fast." I, I don't blame him for working fast. And then he sends a little wink emoji. Yeah. He's like, oh, John, and you're then, not made for this, John. No, he's not. And then it's like <laughs> evening, and he shows up at Kenya's room in like a shiny shirt, and he's like, "I brought a Red Bull, just one Red Bull." I'm like. This is not quite a bouquet. And I know you're on vacation. You don't have a bouquet ready. Although, hello, there is a florist on the premise. But, um, uh, premises. But, uh, he, he's like, he brings like a Red Bull and they like split the Red Bull together, which is very like, uh, unique. And, uh, Kenya's like, that poor guy is sweating, probably because there's flower petals all over the ground leading <laughs> over to the bed. I know. He's like, wow, she's really committed. <laughs> it's going too fast. So Kenya's like, my fir- my overall first impression of John is that he's a really nice guy, and I'm usually never wrong. <laughs> and then we get Kenya's greatest romantic hits. <laughs> Walter, the paid YouTube guy, the asshole trainer Matt. guy. Oh Matt. my god, I almost forgot about him. Me too. I forgot about Matt. John, I mean, yeah. I, I wrote down John. What's his face? Not John. Mark. Mark. Yeah, Mark. And so Kenya's like, I think he's a good guy. And then we get to see what Kenya looks like flirting. This is <laughs> it. <laughs> okay, that's enough of this, okay? Birds are going to start crashing into the side of the building. Yeah, and you can tell she's horny because I don't think for any other guy she'd be okay with like, oh, you brought me um, a Red Bull to split with you. Great. <laughs> Love that. Thanks. Thanks for dropping by the vending machine on the way over to this room. So um, now they all start arriving at dinner at this like steakhouse on the resort, and um, and Drew and Ralph are talking about how they just absolutely love their room. I mean, it's twice the size of their Taylor's rooftop. It's huge. Oh, I didn't look, <laughs> but they love it. They love <laughs> they it. love it. They love their room. Let's go have dinner at a steakhouse called Steakhouse. Okay, <laughs> I love an. Ob- I like to know what I'm getting myself into. So, yeah, so steakhouse. yeah, they're there, and and Drew's saying how they love their their room, and Sonia's like, I'm forgiving, I'm forgiving, and Sonia says that because they're in a good spot, she's like, not gonna speak everything that's on her mind anymore. She's gonna give t- you know, give things time to heal from the last time she just said what was on her mind and destroyed their friendship. Yes, uh, so then Kenya comes in with her date, and they're like, what the hell? And Marla says, Harpo, who is this man? <laughs> <laughs> so they're ordering and marlo takes it upon herself to order gumbo for everybody which i don't like i don't like people bossing me around okay no. and then um Moneta does a toast for whatever reason and she's mm-hmm. like here's to great energy and to john for being on this trip with kenya they're like oh john yeah like, and i brought a red bull is anyone gonna mention that <laughs> i brought a can of red bull today Waiter, do you have a knife so I can slice this TikTok tic tac in half for my lovely lady here, Kanya? Thank you. So, um, so then uh, they're asking John how old he is. They're like guessing. Candy thinks that he's only twenty eight, and uh, Kenya thinks that he's thirty two, but he's actually thirty seven. And then um, they're asking him if he wears boxers and briefs, and he's actually commando right now. So, you know, John's really that's uh, exciting. Exciting. Yeah, John's, John's an exciting guy. Exciting and guy. Kenya's like, I was wondering why this table had an extra leg. <laughs> That's me flirting. That's my flirting noises. <laughs> uh, so then a table of really thirsty guys sends a bottle of wine over, which mm-hmm. thanks, thanks, guys who just got off the golf course and are excited because you see cameras but don't really know why. Yeah. Um, there's like 12 <laughs> people at this table, so you're going to need to send a few more bottles. Okay, yeah. cheapos. Thank, thanks for sending over the bottle of wine to uh, Candy Burris, who's written huge hit songs. <laughs> <laughs> at least we heard in it in the uh, airport in Atlanta. Yes. <laughs> so, um, uh, so basically, um, uh, Sonia starts asking Marlo about like how the boys are doing and everything, and Mar- Marlo doesn't really want to talk about it because it's like 
you know, she doesn't want to talk about that stuff. So then Sheree asks Ralph about um, the book, how the book is going. And he's like, oh, wow. Well, the book is going incredibly well. And it's a book, you know, it's a book about co-parenting. Yeah. And everyone knows I'm like the step-parent to my son, Josiah, who I claim to be my real son. Claim as in the metaphorical sense, not the legal sense, because <laughs> that would be another obligation for me, a liability for me, if it were, as it were. <laughs> so there's a real big journey that we're going to do. So once again, TLDR, co-parenting, but I'm running by myself, not showing my other parent that I'm co-parenting with. And I'm saying that he's my son, but I'm not doing the actual work to make him my son. Thank you very much. Marlo's like, well, I congratulate you for adopting him. And he's like, well, I can't do that if his father wants to be a part of his life. And he does still want to be part of his life, so I'm not going to do that. And Marlo's like, Drew, did you know about this? <laughs> and she's like, well, he had a conversation with the bio dad. And that led to him feeling uncomfortable about moving forward on the current journey we were moving forward on. Which is why my head needs some time to really understand what's going on. But it's really hard to see because my face is smashed behind the cover of the book on the back cover. So, <laughs> so Marlo's like, um, Marlo says she doesn't want Josiah to grow up thinking that Ralph loves his other two his biological children more than Josiah and it's like because it's hitting too close to home for Marlo given what she went through as a foster child Marlo's kind of lost lost that story at this point you That's, can't be like well here's how I feel as a foster child it's like oh, okay you, you're entitled to your feelings but get your fucking nose in your own business ma'am yeah. which thank god Candy is here to tell her just that yeah, because as I don't necessarily disagree with what she's saying to Ralph, but but Marlo, uh, Marlo has had some real issues on that front in her own life, as you just said. And so Candy's like, um, I'm sorry, but it seems weird to me that you're going so hard about it when you yourself are going through your own situation. And Ralph is like, yeah, well, uh, Jojo knows he has two fathers and I, I want to help him navigate that. Ideally, I'll help him navigate while I'm in Tampa watching uh, on a nanny cam. <laughs> I'm actually navigating the camera movement inside the homes. So it's a lot of joysticks. It's a lot of joysticks. <laughs> yeah. And Marlo's like, but I'm surprised you're not hurt. You should be hurt, Drew. And it's not like a, you know, so like you're just doing it. So he's not really your responsibility and he's not going to be on your taxes. Uh, so it's just like a, I'm here if you need me sort of a thing. Which is pretty unfair to say. I mean, a lot of kids grow up with a step parent you know mm -hmm. like it's just kind of a shitty thing to say i'm not really liking where this whole thing is going it doesn't make them less the child of their step parent no it know? doesn't i think that I, just, I i think it's just this idea of like oh i'm gonna adopt you no i'm not gonna adopt you i feel like that might i can imagine that like a kid maybe might not be able to understand the nuance of why that decision was reversed you know so either way marlo is She's she's whipping stuff up and, you know, like she's just like, you know, your situation's weird to me. I mean, your situation is weird. You're, you know, she's basically she's saying it's like I'm a foster child. So no matter what you say is weird and it's, it could be weird to you because you have your situation saying that to now to Candy. She's like, you. I mean, your situation's weird to me. I mean, because you have a situation where like your mother comes before your man. So now I'm like, uh oh, you're coming for Candy now. This is not going to end well for Marlo. And her mom. You're coming yeah. for the mom thing. So Marlo's obviously doing this on purpose, right? But it gets Candy. Candy falls for it. She's like, what you need to worry about is your own situation. And Marlo's like, worry about your own relationship with your own family then. <laughs> and she's like, okay, so you don't think it's weird that you sent your nephews back? And she's like, well, you don't think it's weird that you let your man feel belittled when it comes to your mother? No, it's called being a fucking spouse with a living parent, okay? Yeah. Everybody feels belittled mother by their mother-in-law <laughs> that's the point that's yeah. the joy of being a mother-in-law i mean have you there, i mean there's literally a movie called monster-in-law that is the point <laughs> have you never watched a sitcom so so then candy's like my man does not feel belittled he's sitting right here okay now hold on one second todd Open the hangar. Here comes the plane, Todd. Here <laughs> Did you mush it up for me? God, I'm getting old. <laughs> so Candy's like, stop relating to different situations. My man does not feel belittled. He feels little. Okay? And that's just nature. 
<laughs> and Candy's basically like, um, Marlo's like, well, every man at this table will say they can never deal with you and your mother. And Candy's like, well, you're out here kicking it when you sent your kids back and you can't say anything about what he's doing, like as in Ralph. And then Marlo goes, why would you bring up a situation that's killing me? Okay, <laughs> Marlo, okay, Marlo. Marlo's the, yeah, the ultimate victim. Of course, you're on your second vacation in two weeks, Marlo, okay? So she's like, yeah, you know, when you're saying this at a table of people who don't know my situation, kids are off limits. Mm-hmm. But not mothers. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Marlo's full of it. So Candy was, or like, <laughs> as a matter of fact, Drew's kids, who you're putting, you know, you're bringing up right now. If kids are off the table, then you shouldn't be talking about who should be adopting who. Man. <laughs> yeah. So Candy's getting mad, and we know that's because she's starting to hit some high notes. She's like, "You said to send them to." <laughs> she's like, "You said you sent them to their aunt, who also has kids in a two-bedroom apartment." Yes. And then Marlo's, um, so Marlo's, Marlo's basically like, like, but you didn't. Well, but- you took on your nephew. And she's like, yes. And I had him the whole time. <laughs> and he's a grown man now. And I'm still there for him. And so Mar- Marlo's like, well, you take care of a man and your family. And Kenny's like, I do not take care of a man. I mean, look at it. Look at this. Look at look at his beard. You think I, if I took care of him, do you think his beard would look like this? I would have him as a platform loafers if I took care of him. Okay, <laughs> he would be in a blazer. And Candy says that's really low, Marlo. And so Marlo's like, "Okay, I'm gonna let it go now." <laughs> oh, okay. So you get to enrage everybody and then say, "What? It's over." I said it was over. Fucking Marlo, man. And Candy's like, "So now you're trying to disrespect my husband, who's right here, and I do not take care of Todd." And Marlo goes. Well, you spoke your truth. And she goes, I do not take care of my husband. And so Marlo goes, oh, so does that mean your your mother's a liar? So your mother's a liar? So Marlo's really trying to twist Candy into this whole situation. And, and it's working. It yeah. is totally working. Um, so Marlo's like, I mean, come on, Todd. She disrespects you and you won't say anything about it. And then we see clips from 10 years ago of, um, you know, Mama, Joy- Mama Joyce's greatest hits, hating mm-hmm. on Todd. And so can you tell Sheree... Wow, that's your friend. That's your friend. Hold on, wait, I'm flirting. Ah! <laughs> so Shrey's like, I'm neutral. I'm out of it. I'm neutral. So Sonya's trying to calm them down. And Candy, of course, is like, you know, she's furious. She's like, uh, stop worrying about your kids and worry about your nephews. So Marlo's like, she's like, well, you worry about your man and your kids. You can't be a mother like that, working as hard as you do. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So now she's trying to make Candy sound like a bad mom. Well, she does that thing where she turns everything to it's a compliment, right? Yeah. Like every time she gets confronted and she's losing, she's like, why are you mad at me? I'm just saying it's not possible to be superwoman and provide. It's fine that Todd just takes care of the kids, you know? And so she's like, okay, uh, so Kenya, do you not work? And she's basically like, I'm not the only one who's working here. Okay, don't come for me for working. Like Kenya works also. You work. Everyone works, you know. And of course, Kenya's like all day, every day. I work. I was like, okay, Kenya, settle down. And what? This is not like <laughs> it's not an actual job interview. And then Moneta. Well, hey, t- that water doesn't pour itself into shampoo bottles by itself. <laughs> so Moneta's like, you know, I just don't think like 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 you just don't say things like that and hit below the belt with a friend. It's not cool. I'm like, you know what, Moneta. Moneta's been trying to peddle this like we've got to take the higher road thing all season. I'm like. This is that's not that's not that's not what we do on Bravo, Moneta. I appreciate I appreciate what you're saying in real life, but this is Bravo. Okay, you're gonna have to just enjoy the ride. Okay, contribute to the ride, or or leave the theme park. Yeah. So Candy tells her to mind her own business, and Marlo's like, "Well, you're not me, baby, and I've never disrespected my husband if I had one over my mother." And she's like, "Well, you don't have one, so get one, and you can tell me what to do with one." Okay. <laughs> Yeah, and Marlo's like, I love you, Todd. I fuck with you more than a lot of people at this table. And Todd's like, but you're out repeating some bullshit that you know isn't true. She goes, how do you know it's not true? Because you know how I know how you came. Because I know, because you know that we know that I know you came into a circle and it was a square. Because I know that you know what a shape is. 
Yeah, he's like, um, we both know how you got into this circle. And she goes, how? How did I get into this circle? And he's like, you bought your way into this circle. No one was your friend. You didn't have anybody. Remember the scene of her throwing around money, everybody? Literally? <laughs> yeah. And um, she's like, I came with Phaedra. And he's like, he's like, um, Candy's like, well, she's, and then she says, yeah, and in Africa? Todd, you said that Candy was country and lame. And Todd's like, Candy goes, I literally met Todd on the trip to Africa on the last day. And I didn't even talk to him until that last day. So, like, you're going to say that Todd was talking all this shit about me when we hadn't even met before? She's like, okay. And even if so, okay, fine. Then he he fell in love with and married a country bumpkin then. Oh my gosh. So then Candy's like, you lying ass bitch. And so now they just scream at each other, basically. And they're like talking over each other, yelling. And Marla's like, who are you? Who are you? And Candy's like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> and yeah. uh, Marla goes, you're nobody. You're only known in Atlanta. <laughs> Candy's like, did she say I'm only known in Atlanta? Bitch, I'm worldwide. <laughs> By the way, I think also an important sort of like uh, nuance to this whole fight, which we kind of glazed over slightly, was the fact that Todd basically was like, not only was he like, um, he, like I know how you got here. He was like, I was, he's because I was working behind the scenes. He was basically like, I was on production. I know literally how you were on here. Like I know how you were cast onto this show. So did is he insinuating that she paid Phaedra? To come um, on the show because you know I could imagine uh, like in the parking lot of the Ross Dress for Less, you know, two cars pulling up and Marlo steps rolls down her window of one and hands out a leather bag full of money and Phaedra just counts it right there in the parking lot. I mean that could have been it. I just assumed it was like Marlo was like I'm really wealthy. You should have me on your show. Like that's how I that's how I interpreted it. Oh well, they all do that. It's the housewives. Well, maybe I don't know. Maybe she paid off a producer. I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm intrigued. A little yeah. bit. So um, Candy is pissed now. And she's like, I'm worldwide. <laughs> like her voice, like glasses are breaking. Okay. <laughs> so Sheree's like, everyone's like, yeah, Candy's worldwide. Candy's worldwide. And then it gets to Sheree. And Sheree's like, well, she did Broadway. But that's New York. So <laughs> it's not the world. Not the world. Yeah. And Kenya's like, well, being flown all over the world to sprinkle baby powder on old white men. Okay, you got your first worldwide, Marlo. You're known for being a worldwide hoe. And Candy is still still going crazy. She's like, when you was in Japan? Oh, I don't want to do it. I'll burst my own eardrums. But she's saying, well, you guys were in Japan. You could put my song up on the goddamn karaoke, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Not just the songs I sang, but the ones I wrote. And Marlo's like, what did you say in New York? Huh? Huh? That um, Todd, that you were going to hit it in New York because she wasn't even known in Atlanta. Todd's oh, no. like, wait, what? No, she, no, that's Todd, what she said, right? I, I think, no, she, I think she said, what did you say in Africa, Todd, that she was country and she's not even known in New York? And Todd goes, I don't even talk to you. How would I even talk to you in Africa? You were the one throwing money around. Remember that shit? Remember that shit? Remember that shit? And then it goes to a flashback of her throwing money around. And then Sonny's like, wait a minute. Did John leave? Hey, John! John left! <laughs> John just got right out of there. He's like, mm, I'm too British for this. So <laughs> then uh, Sonia's like, can you guys please, please be on your best behavior? And so uh, then they're like, okay. And then Todd tells the table, anyone else thirsty? And they're like all laughing. And Marl's like, anyone else broke? Candy's like, <laughs> bye lonely, bye lonely lady. By denial. By lonely. By denial. By lonely. <laughs> yeah, Candy was like half in vibrato half for most of that argument. And that was the real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah, fun times. So everyone, uh, will hopefully we'll hear a bunch of your voices tonight on Take a Seat. Again, that's on Spotify Live, 10 o'clock on the East Coast, 7 o'clock on the West Coast. And then uh, uh, we will also have some recaps of Married to Medicine later this week, as well as Below Deck Med. And again, mark it on your calendars. Winter is crapping. It's back next Monday. But of course, if you're subscribed, it's just going to arrive in your 
podcast inbox. So we'll catch you on the next recap, everyone. Thanks for being here. Bye-bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels. We talk to her daily, it's Kaylee. Dana C. Dana Do. Aaron McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. Kristen the Piston Anderson. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. She's our queen, Marie Levine. Let's give a kisserino to Lisa Lino. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches. Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel. It's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 days of summers. She's the queen bee. It's Sarah Lemke. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Hail the cork master. The master of the cork. It's Jennifer Corcoran. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite murder. Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Paging Page Mills. Paging Page Mills. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Better do what she says. It's Elva Enriquez. Sarah Greenwood. She only uses her power for good. Kristen the Ruby Rubano. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. We want to hang with Liz Lang. Shannon out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys.